This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Courage Cast. I'm Eric Nordoff, and I'm sitting here next to my lovely and talented and wise wife. Wow. I'm not just saying that because I'm in the same bed with you, sitting in our hotel room in Salt Lake City in the midst of doTERRA convention. Mm -hmm. But God has been speaking some amazing things to you, and yesterday we talked about mountains, trees, and boulders. Mm Mm-hmm. And removing those, and possibly seeing treasure. And today we're going to talk about trust. And I want you to talk about what you've learned and what you'd like to share about this subject. Yeah, I think, you know, part of going through that process that we talked about yesterday um, is really, it's hard sometimes because you see a lot of brokenness. And in seeing the brokenness, you can get overwhelmed with, um, then, Lord, who do I trust? And I think that's been one of the other things that I've, I have had to ask myself that question this year. Then, Lord, who do I trust? And ultimately, we trust Him. I mean, ultimately, that's what I've learned this year, that we trust Him more than any other relationship on the face of this earth. He's, he is solid for us, always. But... It's really disheartening when people that you've known and loved for a long time um, betray you. And so those... Or you feel that way because of what they... Or you feel that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of the trees that I talked about yesterday, that's what some of those represented to me. And the Lord was telling me it's time to clean some of these out. Um, So it left me in a place of asking myself, hey, well then, Lord, show me who to trust. Show me what what healthy trust looks like. And I did, um, I had some information from a past class that I did by Terry Wardell with her information in it, I should say. Um, or his, I mean. It's him, yeah. Him. And it talks about the different kinds of trust. And so I just thought it would be good to share. And it would give you all a chance to pinpoint how you think you're trusting. So we talked about patterns yesterday. This might be one of those. Um, So which one of these is you? And then if you have any current struggles that you're dealing with, um, watch and see if any of those dynamics are are in any of these that I'm describing. So here's the different kinds of trust. Um, The first one is called blind trust. And that means trusting people unconditionally without discernment or question. And here's a few um, qualities that make up blind trust. So usually um, it shows a desperation for relationship, compulsively driven to please, need to achieve and be a hero, self-condemnation and blame, try to gain worth by making others happy, manipulation, pleasing others so that they will meet they, they will meet your needs. And they see promises of God where there are none. So those are all qualities of blind trust. So um, think about that. If that's if any of those qualities are you, then ask the Lord if there's any 
any of those things that you need to address. Here's the next one, passive mistrust. One response to broken trust is passive mistrust. This is a defense mechanism motivated by deep hurt, which births a quiet withdrawal and resistance. And here's some of the traits for that. Isolation, fear-driven, internalized anger and hurt, hiding behind tasks, the paper, the closed door. It's a method of control, getaway physically or emotionally, and giving in to indecision and blame. The third one here is aggressive mistrust. And this response to broken trust is, a motivated, is motivated by power and the conviction that the problem is your fault. So the characteristics of this are power, desire to be high on the pecking order, if powerful, gracious, such gracious. So if someone is um, in power, then they're gracious. If they're threatened, then they're aggressive. They dominate to avoid hurt, and they say, people always fail me. Um, so, there's one left, and this is the one that we need to really look at. It's perceptive trust, and this is what we want. We want to be responding to people based upon the law of unconditional love. While trusting them, only to the degree that they have proven themselves trustworthy. So here's what that would look like. Loving unconditionally. Trusting perceptively. Discerning others. Having the courage to take risks. Avoiding black and white thinking. Recognizing that only heaven is totally safe. And only God is totally trustworthy. And accepts us as who we are in Christ. So um, that is kind of the goal of where we want to land. So I guess that would leave us with the question, you know, who who are safe people? What are what do safe people look like? And here's a few answers. There's probably more, um, but usually they're a good listener, and they're consistent, and they're loyal. Those are three huge things. So basically, safe people are people who who do really try to consistently surrender to the Lord mm-hmm. that are not prideful. Right. That's that's really hard because you have to then discern. It's a lot of discernment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you wrote here something on the top of the page that yeah. I really like in this whole perceptive trust is love does not equal trust. Exactly. Explain and I, that. Okay, so I always thought it did. I thought loving God meant you had to trust everybody too. That was part of my misperception growing up. Mm-hmm. And those verses I shared yesterday, you know, about about basically laying yourself down for others. Um, because that's it. That's kind of what Jesus modeled for us, um, was laying himself completely down. But realizing at the same time, there were other times he didn't trust people. Yep. Um, there were times he got angry. And and it, you can love people sometimes by putting up a boundary and saying no. Mm-hmm. That is showing love, too. There's way different ways to love people than I realized. Mm-hmm. So um, that's not always trust. 
No, it isn't. So you do not have to feel obligated to go along with someone else or trust that they have your best interest without... Um, uh, sorry, we're seeing the uh, the football scores and football highlights. We're missing a football game. We're missing a football. Our boys are playing football, so we're getting updates from uh, my dad about the score, and looks like they're they're losing losing anyway. fourteen to nothing. But <laughs> our boys are playing well. Caden is kicking, and it's a tough tough opponent. Yeah, so we will not look. we will not get distracted. No. Finish what you were saying. Yeah. So basically. You can love people without trusting them. So you can show them love and be kind. And um, and show them Christ's love. Show them Christ's love. By saying no. Even forgiveness is part of that. You mm-hmm. can love by forgiving. But at the same time, it doesn't mean, doesn't warrant that you have to trust them. In fact, it says, you know, basically perceptive trust is trusting them to the degree that they have proven themselves trustworthy. So... You know, there's a lot of times in abusive situations where some, someone will get hurt and then they'll walk right back into that same place over and over and over and over again. And it just really doesn't make logical sense. So it's almost easier to see it in others, other people's lives than it is to see in your own. Yeah. What do you think it means there, courage to take risks? The things I have questions about are courage to take risks and avoid uh-huh. black and white thinking. What does that mean? To me, that means being willing to trust again. Okay, so take the, the risk. Courage to take a risk to trust someone when it seems like they're, if you've been hurt before, and in all honesty, you don't want to get ever out of your cave again. You know what I'm saying? Like you have been so hurt that you really don't want to face the world. And I guess what this is saying um is have courage to get back out and take a risk again. Mm-hmm. Because there are people in the world that will really, um, there's always someone that will have your back, that will be loyal, that will be a listener and consistent. I mean, we've had those friends in our life mm-hmm. that I can look back and say, wow, I'm so thankful for this person. And it's a God ordained friendship and you just know it. Yeah. And, um, I've really had one of those rise to the top this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been a long-time friendship, but it's been thing after thing after thing that the only way you can explain these, you know, timings and insights and prayers and all this that's going on in this friendship are just the favor and blessing of God, and that's it. You know, God's in the middle of it. Yeah. And so, for me, that's an that's an easy one to trust, you know. Um, so it takes a lot of discernment and a lot of wisdom and a lot of prayer, but I do believe God gives us red flags a lot of times in the beginning. If there's something wrong, you'll feel it in your gut. That's Um, so true. Like later on, after we've had maybe a tough experience with a relationship, I remember, I'll think back and I'll say, I'm the first time I met them or one of the first times I met them, I had a sense mm -hmm. that. Just this had a was not a, a discernment, but I good. didn't understand how to use that discernment Yeah. at that time. So this gives us basically a way to use it. Yeah. So. A lot of times for me, it's slowing down and not just doing what the other person wants me to do in relationships. Right. Um, not just doing everything that they want to do. It's actually slowing down, 
and deciding and knowing what's what's right for me and knowing myself well enough to be able to discern whether this is a good thing for me or whether this is something I want to align myself with, whatever whatever that is, and then going for it and doing it if, if it does align with my values. Yeah, and I think that is an important point. I think it's important before you jump into anything, whether this be, you know, business venture or this be a relationship or a partnership or especially a marriage kind of situation, you have to look at these things. You have to look at these points and take time to really dig through all these questions. Yeah. I'd say in my own life, blind trust has been my... That's the one for you? Modus operandi, Mm -hmm. uh, if that's the right word. Mm -hmm. Anyway, blind trust is absolutely me. Driven to please, Mm -hmm. um, need to achieve, be a hero, gain worth by making others happy. I mean, that's the one I resonated with the most. Mm -hmm. And um, so I see that. Uh, And I also see the perceptive trust. And really, just for me, it tells me to slow down and to surrender to God and and understand who I am and not try to find my worth from somebody else. Yeah. And ultimately, if we're really communing with the Lord, He'll tell us when to trust and when not to trust. Right. But not to panic about it either. He wants us to take risks, the courage to take risks, to move forward, to not just sit and be paralyzed yeah. That's not what perceptive trust is. That's not what a relationship with God is. It's mm-hmm. to boldly go forward, trust that he has, his, you know, he has our best interest in mind. And sometimes that best interest also involves building the character to learn what this is. So part mm-hmm. of the journey is not being perfect. It's right. not, you know, if you're not perceptively trusting right away, that's just part of him getting, breaking you down to the point of seeing that in your life. And it's okay to see that, and it's okay to say, you know what, God, you've taught me something because he is out for our good. Yeah. Right? Chrissy, thank you for taking time on the Courage Cast to talk to the community. I know people are going to be really um, impacted by what you're saying. So, You're welcome, Lions. <laughs> Thanks for being with me here in bed, like we said, in the hotel room. Uh, and we'll be back again tomorrow with our final part of this three-part conversation. Bye, Courageous Community.